with that one superpower, mm-hmm. it's probably surrounding myself with good people, mentors, mm-hmm. board members, leaders, and being able to pick out one or two things that's really applicable to us. And if I just keep building on that, people have looked at me and then they're like, Eric, you're a genius. Like, how do you come up with all these ideas? I'm like, mm-hmm. not over my idea. Like 99% of what I've executed on over all of the years, none of them were my idea. What I'm great at doing is surrounding myself with a team and being mm. like, yep, that's it. Yep, that's it. Now let's go execute on that. Nope, that's a great idea. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Eric McDonald. Eric is the CEO and board chairman of CoinLion, a cryptocurrency auto trading platform that makes it super simple for anyone to invest in crypto. Amazing. Welcome to the show, Eric. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. This is exciting. I always wanted to interview a professional in this space because in a few situations, actually two, where I got cheated out of money with crypto. Third time I stopped that saying, right? (laughs) But I've been waiting for finding someone that is actually in the space that is real and doing good things as your platform is. So can you elaborate more on your platform and what it does? Yeah, absolutely. So CoinLine was started in early, mid 2017. And the goal at that point was really to be an exchange, kind of like what you know as Coinbase or Binance. And the founders brought me in late 2019, early 2020 to say, all right, how do we really focus this business and get it to grow? And I my prior life is from the healthcare tech space. We focused on one niche, and I ended up building a multi-billion dollar healthcare tech company that started in my basement. And it it was really built on one niche within healthcare. And so I brought really that same approach to the founders at CoinLine and said, Hey, listen, let's find a niche within this exchange. Like we don't want to compete directly with some of these bigger players. And we ended up spending a bunch of time doing some strategy and some analysis work and ended up landing on, Hey, how do we really hyper-focus on auto trading where you leverage bots for you and do it in a way that's just monkey simple. And that's what we, that's what we did. And so our niche within the crypto space is making trading in the crypto space really easy. And in my prior life, in this healthcare tech space, we built an electronic medical record. So the complexity behind the scenes was significant. But one of the things that we always had to strive for is, all right, how do you deliver simplicity? And it's mm-hmm. really, in a lot of ways, very similar in the crypto space. There's a lot of complexity built into the algorithm that go into the bot trading. But for the end user, we're able to deliver a lot of simplicity there. And we're doing this in a very, I would say it's safe in a very regulated way. Whereas a lot of crypto is completely unregulated. There's a bunch of shady characters out there 
Mm -hmm. So we're doing both of these simultaneously. One, making it super simple. And then two, we're doing this in a way where it's just, we're taking the high road in everything we do. Excellent. And bot trading is allowed in cryptocurrency? Yeah. That's excellent. So is it like set and forget? So we really have two types of users. We okay. have a, a publisher, somebody like myself, that's super savvy in trading. And the publisher is the one who manages these strategies. And so does the publisher set it and forget it and never look at it? Probably not. Now, could they? Certainly. And we have some publishers that have done that. They set up strategies last year and they haven't tweaked them. They have stop losses built in and they just said, Hey, I'm going to, I've back tested this. I'm going to set it here and watch how it works for a year. And honestly, I think pretty well considering the market has been down at some point, 70, 80%. And so you can hmm. set it and forget it. That's the publisher, the one who is very sophisticated, really wants to analyze the crypto markets. And that publisher represents 5% of our users. The other 95 are subscriber. Okay. If you have no clue what's going on in crypto, but you're like, I want to participate. You create an account on our platform. You go to our marketplace and you find a publisher who's published their strategies and you just follow them. And so you can follow somebody and inherit all of their strategies. Now you don't actually see their strategies because that's their secret thought. Uh, but your profile inherits them. So it buys and sells when that algorithm says to it. And so as the subscriber, which is 95% of our users, they can set it and forget it. They don't necessarily have to do anything else. They go in and subscribe and they can subscribe to one, one publisher. They could subscribe to Thorn, and so they could diversify a little bit. They could also hop in once a month, once a year, once a day, and choose to unsubscribe from a publisher and then resubscribe to somebody else. So there's a lot of flexibility on the platform and it really caters to the end user and how involved they want to be. Hmm. So the subscriber in the marketplace can find a publisher that is doing very well and just follow them or is it like yep. a process to click some buttons and then automatically have the system do what they're doing. Yeah. It's very simple. All you do is hit subscribe and you put in the percent of your portfolio that you want to subscribe to the publisher. To this publisher. Yep. Okay. And so maybe it's a hundred percent. I want a hundred percent of my fund to, to follow With this. this guy. Yeah. Yep. Or 25%. Then as you see progress and winning, then you and you move that up to 50% or 75 or whatever you want, but you can essentially type in whatever number you want. And those are the two steps, right? Basically subscribe mm -hmm. and what percent, and that's it. You don't cool. have to monkey with any other setting. I don't want to monkey around. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I just it's wanted very, to... Yeah. Yeah. And to get onto the platform, we do require everybody go through a semi-rigorous KYC process. You need to have okay. your government issued ID okay. and we need to basically take a picture of the front and the back. Any country? 
No, no, not any country. There's certain countries. If you're you're on the sanctioned country list, like Sorry. Canada and America. Yeah, Canada and America would be easy ones. Uh, okay. There's some. There's a good chunk of countries in Europe that Got are just fine, but obviously North Korea, Russia, Understood. Iran. Yeah, understood. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And you go through that process. Takes a few days. You upload your passport. No, you upload. No, no, this happens within like minutes. So you take a picture of your driver's license, your government mm -hmm. issued ID, passport. You also do mm -hmm. a live selfie. And, okay. Yeah. And the company that we use here, they're phenomenal. They do an amazing job of essentially the facial recognition against the picture on yeah. the government issued ID. Good. And then what they do an amazing job of is recognizing if that government issued ID is a legit and then B, if it's been tampered with in any way, mm. shape or form. That's what mm. they're great at doing. That's good. They then take that information and run it against any of the things to the list and make sure that this is not a known terrorist, any ties to that. Got it. It does criminal backgrounds in the event that you've mm -hmm. been charged with financial crimes. We want to know that. And it does that within minutes. It's a safe environment. Yes, absolutely. And with artificial intelligence, people could be doing a whole bunch of wacky things with their picture IDs and stuff. So this it's is great that they specialize in this. Yeah, this is all they do. They are cool. phenomenal what they do. They're, they're awesome. fantastic. So can you share some numbers here? How many subscribers do you have in total and how many publishers? Yeah, as a private company, we're not publishing a lot of that. Here, okay. Here's what, you know, is different about CoinLion is, mm -hmm. and it personally comes to my background of, hey, go build an amazing company and then go find the users. And so we're in this stage where I'm really putting all the pillars in place to make sure the organization is at the right spot before I go onboard millions of users. So do God. we have millions of users today? No, we don't. Do we have thousands? We do. Cool. Am I really pressing the gas on marketing today? No, we're not. And it may seem counterintuitive, but my background has said, hey, make sure that this company has every pillar set in the right spot and that foundation. you're doing things. Yeah, you've got to have just this solid foundation. Of course. And, and there's this, this FOMO that happens when you're building a company. Mm -hmm. You see the headlines of Binance and Coinbase, and you think, I have to be there and I have to grow overnight or I'm going to be left behind. I had the same thing when I was in the healthcare tech space. I had all these companies that I thought were just like passing me by. Yeah. Kind of a quick story in my background. There was, it was, it was 2000, maybe 2008, 2009, and one of our competitors got bought for $40 million, 40M with a million. And we, my CFO and I were like, are you kidding? Can you imagine if we ever got bought for $40 million? That was just a number that blew us away. We went head down and all we did was keep blocking and tackling on our core business. And 10, 12 years later, we sell it for 1.25 billion with a B. Okay. Ooh. And so I say this because it's easy to think, man, these companies are blowing up. I have to be in the mm -hmm. same boat that they are. And when you just say, listen, I'm not saying forget about the competitors. I'm not saying forget about the landscape, but when you keep doing and you just build a solid business, like, I think you're going to be the, for the long haul. And that's no, what we're doing. Yeah. 
And the FTXs of the world, they're going to collapse. They're going to implode because they didn't do things right. They didn't slow down and say, listen, we're going to build the foundation and do this the right way. Make sure we're compliant and everything. They were running that business, in my opinion, with the same rules that they had on the U.S. side throughout the entire organization. They had really good processes, good foundation that, that it probably would not have imploded. Yeah, all so that it's to just, say, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, all that to say, for me, our success right now is not based on the number of users that we mm -hmm. currently have. Good. It's really about over the next two years, we're going to continue to build this business. And you're going you're gonna to see us in a different spot 12 months, 18 months, 24 months from now. Mm -hmm. Eric, in entrepreneurship, I see people chasing strategies after strategy, trying to force that growth and without creating that solid foundation, I completely agree with you because even a business is run by human beings and human beings yeah. and bodies run by the mind. So mindset is the foundation for businesses. We see so many entrepreneurs do the same thing. They're chasing strategy, whatever they hear today, they're right on it. They forgot the ones that they're working on and they go on strategy oh, hopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it go in circles, but I completely agree with you, what you were saying about foundation, because with that foundation, you'll be able to do a lot better for people and for your company. Absolutely. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to the success rate of a subscriber signing up, because I'm interested to sign up myself and I'm sure in the audience, people are very much looking for a reputable company to join because a lot of people are not very aware of how all this works. I personally am not, and that's why I got cheated. But if you go at a company like yours and you set and forget a situation, you learn as you go as well, right? With your platform. I see it being a lucrative opportunity. So can you share on that point a little bit? I guess it depends on how much they're going to invest, but what kind of return can they be expecting from your platform and from your bots that do a good job? Yeah, I would say it's tough now in the sense that the market has just been really terrible mm. over the last 18 months. It's been hard, right? Mm. For a long time, our mantra was, hey, You'll lose less money with us than if you just leave it in the market. And so example being some of our profiles of newer users would be down 5% when the market was down 60%. Now, is that really winning? Technically, yes. It's not a great story to tell, but for a lot of users, that, that is part of what they want to know is if the market's really going to start to drop, how do I ensure that my profile gets stop locked out? And that's what a lot of users really probably fail to understand is if they're just buying and holding Bitcoin or Ethereum, they often don't have any stop losses to protect them when it moves like it did from $70,000 on Bitcoin all the way down to 15. So the publishers today do have stop losses in place to protect those users. If, if you were a user that would have really subscribed when you were at the peak, and you looked at your account at the bottom, you'd probably be down 10% versus 70 or 80%. If you were to have subscribed January of this year, yeah, then your accounts would probably be up about 25% year to date. And so th there's just, there's so good volatility. It is good. 
Uh, it gets really hard if people try to measure the very bottom to the very, very peak and be like, hey, how do I always buy in here and get out here? That just never happens. But mm-hmm. so it, it depends on the period of time in which you're talking about. Okay. And speaking of security and protecting these subscribers' investment, are there any other safety measures that you can share that you guys follow? Yeah, so there's a few. One of them is we just upgraded and migrated our entire wallet system. And and so if you were looking at the history of crypto companies and you wanted to understand how do do it, one of them is in that hot wallet system. Hey, where are those funds sitting? And so we had built our own early, early on proprietary wallet system. And the team was really proud of it. And I'm like, that's really cool. However, there are companies where this is all they do. I want to leverage their technology. And so we just migrated, and this is what I consider a really foundational piece. Before you start adding millions of users, you better make sure that wallet system is just buttoned up. And so we, I'm like within the last X number of days, we've made that migration um, and we're leveraging a company called Fireblock. Fireblock is, in my opinion, just top tier, top notch. Awesome security. So from a security perspective, that's one thing I'd point to. The other one is leveraging that KYC, know your customer platform. So we verify your identity as you hop on and we get that live selfie to make sure that you're live. And just so you know, we've had people take pictures, like a literal physical picture and they're fraudsters and they try to spin it as though it's a live picture. No way. Oh yeah. We got one individual out of, out of Russia that thinks he's super sneaky and we're like, we're onto you. <laughs> I tried to every game, I loads up VPNs, which we can detect. So here's the point I'm trying to make is that when we do that live stealthy at registration, we require that in order to do a, a withdrawal. Got it. Good. And so this prevent anybody so from leveraging. You got it. Yep. Yep. Got it. Good, good, good. So, so let's just say somebody gets access to your passwords, your coin line password, mm-hmm. and somehow figures out how to get access to your cell phone for the MFA, the multi-factor authentication. They, if they get both of those, and let's just say you had a million dollars of crypto, they would also need a live selfie in order to digitally remove that crypto from our platform. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that you're seeing a, that level of sophistication yet. That stuff's going to come, but those are a few of the things that we have built in the platform for security. Your platform, can it recommend the top three publishers to follow, to give a hint to the subscribers? Hey, you guys are new to start off. You want to make some money, join these, follow these guys. Yeah. We basically have every week we update featured publishers to the very, Good. very top. We have free featured Fe- publishers. Featured- Featured by paying into it, or is it the system that sees their results and then recommends? It, it's based on their results, Good. either on the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 Perfect. days, or even last week. So there's some times where we're like, hey, last week, these publishers crushed it, and we feature them. Yep. Excellent. Eric, can you share with us what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, it's a great question. Thanks. There's never one thing there's ash. There's aspects of just growing up in childhood that gets 
you to this spot. It realizing that I was pretty creative growing up, that there's aspects of, you know, all of us that were survivors and fighters as mm. entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And, and so there's probably, I don't know, a half a dozen things from childhood and teen years and early adult years that play into yeah. who I am today. But one of the, one of the things that probably made me most successful is I surrounded myself with different mentors over the year. And one of the things Excellent. that I realized that I had to be really good at is I usually had two or three different mentors. And I had to realize they all have different strengths and they all have different weaknesses. And so I had an individual who he was a serial entrepreneur and, and there was aspects of him that were phenomenal. Go to market strategy, marketing, but he was not necessarily the culture guy. He would talk about culture, but I was able to read him and be like, man, I love you. I love everything, but I don't like how you approach culture. I had another mentor who was amazing at culture, like unreal, but on the go to market, performa, yeah. none of that mm, stuff. I understand. Yeah. And in, in my prior life as a CEO of this healthcare tech company, I was backed by venture capital and private equity. And it was the same thing as I really leaned into the venture capital guy. And I leaned into the private equity and said, all right, you're successful for a reason. What is it that you know that I don't? And they would say, they might share five things or 10 things. And one of the things I was good at is like, nope, nope, I don't like that. Nope, that's not true. Yep, I love those two things. And so being able to pick the two or three most important things that somebody's sharing with you, but just because somebody's an amazing mentor doesn't mean a hundred percent of what they're going to share is the right things for you and your business. Are you tracking? Yeah. yeah. So that would probably be, if you push me on, Hey, what's that one superpower? Mm -hmm. It's probably surrounding myself with good people, mentors, board members, leaders, and being able to pick out that one or two things that's really applicable to us. And if I just keep building on that, people have looked at me and then they're like, Eric, you're a genius. Like, how do you come up with all these ideas? I'm like, mm -hmm. none of them are my ideas. Like 99% of what I've executed on over all of the years, none of them are my ideas. What I'm great at doing is surrounding myself with a team and being mm, like, good. yep, that's it. Yep. That's it. Now let's go execute on that. Nope. That's a, it's a great idea. Excellent. Good. Well, that's wonderful. Very specific and unique superpower. Thank you so much for sharing that, Eric. Yeah. I love to hear. Yeah. I love the details. And also you're good at making decisions at the same time, right? Because you're able to decide and say, this is for me. This is not for me. That goes a long way as well. I appreciate you, Eric. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show and also agreeing to help us promote your episode really helps us make a bigger impact from our side, your side. So really appreciate that. Absolutely. And, and also audience, thank you so much once again, joining us for another episode with Eric. His information will be available in the show notes. Check out this platform. I definitely will be. Eric, if you don't mind holding on yeah. when we stop recording, I'll chit-chat with you a little couple minutes. You bet. And yeah, so check it out. And if you're looking for a way, and I know we're all afraid of cryptocurrency because of all the horror stories and all the scams. There's so much going on there uh, everywhere. Be careful. But yep. you want to put your money into places that are reputable, like what Eric and them are doing here. Thank you.